Welcome to episode number 170 of Taken With You for May 6th, 2012. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And we are excited about the Taken With You podcast today because we start a brand new series called The Truth in Ruth. It's pretty cool. Stick around. I'm going to go, as soon as we're done podcasting, I'm going to take my tripod and my lens, put it on my camera, take it outside and get ready for the supermoon. So we're recording on Saturday night, the 5th of May, for the 6th of May podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's supposed to be the the big supermoon tonight. Uh, supposed to rise and be huge right at the very beginning when it comes up. So today is Cinco de Mayo, and we got a Facebook post this morning that we didn't understand, but then later we finally got. Oh, there was a, yeah. a George Takai's um, photo of a bottle of mayonnaise, uh-huh. mayo, uh-huh. inside a sink. Yeah, sink and we didn't get it. A de mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo, yeah. Yeah, it took us a, like over half the day before we got it. <laughs> that shows, and I'm pretty much of a, of a punster, so that was yeah. kind of weird for me not to. Yeah, we didn't you know. get that. <laughs> oh, well. Happy yeah. Cinco de Mayo a day later. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, how did we get on that so quick? Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're listening to our podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And uh, this is the Taking With You podcast. And today, uh, we are going to talk about all sorts of fun things that happened around our, our home. Mm-hmm. And then we're we're going to do something a little bit different than we normally do. And what is that, dear? What is that, dear? Well, I'm actually going to play part of a message that I did um, at a church service uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's all on the book of the first chapter of the book of Ruth that we're going to be doing now in our Sunday's cool series. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you learn from Ruth? So it's called The Truth in Ruth, Part One. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play a little bit of that message. I've edited it down to where you know you can get it within the podcast, and then we're going to comment a little bit on that. And that's today's show. But I think it's it's a I, I listen to it, you listen to it, and our dog has listened to it. And she obviously agrees with us that it's inspiring and it talks a lot about uh, how the book of Ruth relates to our life, which is really cool when you can Mm -hmm. see how the Bible actually works with our lives in in this day and age. Um, Could Jade also be commenting that our daughter was coming home? Did she pull in the driveway? Yeah. That's probably why she was barking. Yeah, she does that. So we'll be right back with what happened at our house this week after these encouraging messages. Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win 
$1 million on The Amazing Race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our show, The Amazing Race Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week, and ultimately win the $1 million prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. Check out the Fast Forward Podcast in iTunes or at fastforwardtar.com. And we'll see you at the Fast Forward. And exciting things tonight is the season or the yeah season finale of uh, Amazing Race. Yeah. So it's the big two-hour finale that I'll be watching. Mm. Yeah, so that should be cool. Thanks, Alan Joyce, for your awesome podcast. I listen to it every week. They're, they have some really cool news coming up. I can't say what it is, but it's really cool. Ah. Our listeners will really enjoy it. Good. The news. Will you tell me off the microphone? Maybe if you're nice. I'll try. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> nice. <laughs> try harder. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that should be really fun. So this week has been a whirlwind yet once again. When is it never a whirlwind around here? Well, not very often. <laughs> it's never boring. That's for sure. No. Sometimes I wish it was a little boring, but it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> what What's on your list of things that happened for you? Well, you know, I had work, of course. Yeah. Um, but then we also had um, some fun things this weekend, uh, which isn't all the way over yet. Um, we... Today, okay? Saturday, well, I was trying to open the, the email I sent you about the podcast. Um, today, we had some fun things. Very cool, Catherine. She just came in to show me a bag she got today. Very oh nice. Um, today, we had a Can you church, find my camera, Catherine? Okay, go ahead. A church rummage sale. And so Catherine was up at, the, at dawn pretty much. To go help set up for the rummage sale. And she makes a lot of noise in the morning. She does. She was very noisy. Clomp, 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 clomp. So she got up really early. Well, not super early, but early for a Saturday. And um, then you and I both got up and did a few things around the house. And then we took Jade, our dog, to get her rabies shot. Yeah, she's not going to foam at the mouth anymore, darn it. <laughs> and then we went over to visit the rummage sale and then ran some errands yeah. and um, did those kind of things you need to do, like go to the grocery shore. The grocery shore. It's right next to the ocean. Grocery store. Uh-huh. Um, well, we went to Walmart and the vegetable market and you went to Techline. Mm-hmm. So we did our little errands, and we came home, and and I thought, hmm, Andrew's had a fever, and I don't want to get it, and I was feeling kind of run down, so I thought, I know, I'll lay down and rest for a little while. It never works for you to do that. Yeah, it doesn't, I rarely, I rarely even try, because it's kind of crazy to even try, but I thought, I'll, I'll try, and, and I listened to your sermon while I was laying there, had to start over Sermon? a couple times. Message, maybe. Message, yes. Um, that hom- we're going to play today. Homily, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got up after listening to that, and you got a phone call. And you got a phone call from who? 
from my buddy Mark that we went to the Sci-Fi Museum with up in Seattle. Him and our friend Daryl, we went to the uh, Sci-Fi Museum together. Mm-hmm. And, and he's M5 on the forum that I'm on. So he was about 45 minutes, an hour away. No, he was about 30 minutes 30 away. 30 minutes away. That explains why I didn't get my floor swept before he came. That probably is so, true. So um, thankfully I vacuumed before we left in the morning, but I hadn't got my floor, my kitchen swept and mopped. So I hurriedly and tidied up the bathroom, made sure that was clean and started on the dishes. And I was going to get to the floor when he pulled up. Yeah. And we had a good um, visit. We had a, we had a very nice visit. And and he was so nice. You know what he did? I I do know, but you can tell everybody else. Well, he asked if we'd seen the Avengers movie yet, which Mm -hmm. we want to go see. Mm -hmm. And we said no. And he said, well, I want to pay your way and handed us money to go to the movies. That was very sweet. It was and very we, nice of him. Thank you. And we had a wonderful visit. And he He's so fun. He didn't seem to care that I had clutter on my dining room I don't table think he was coming over to see the house. He was coming over to see us. The floor hadn't been swept and mopped yet. I got so, to show him our, my studio, mm-hmm. and we got to show him our flowers, and then we took some pictures, and it was a, it was a real good visit. It was nice. It was just really cool to get to meet some of the people. He listens to our podcast every week, so... Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mark, for listening, and uh, you're listening to it right now. You're awesome, dude. Thank yes, you. Very great, great time. And I think think we have a tentative plan that when the next movie, Star Trek, Star movie, Trek comes movie comes out, out yeah. that we are planning to maybe meet in Lacey, which is about halfway in between for both of us. Mm-hmm. And watch it at the IMAX there. In that Lacey. would rock, man. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, um, that'll be really fun. Yeah. So, um, he said he was encouraged by our podcast that it the positive message we have. Oh, and, well, that's nice. And isn't so it? that was really sweet of him. That was nice, and nice for him to pay our way to the movie. How cool is that? Yeah. We didn't expect it. We weren't. Ex- we didn't even expect to see anybody from the podcast. So that was a he lot just happened of fun. to be in town. He was at a, a business thing out in Ocean Shores, and, and so he's on his way back and wanted to come and say hi to us. You had some excitement, kind of. What do you mean? Well, you got to do a fun job this week. Oh yeah, I got to do some TV intros, just the music for them. Mm-hmm. So, so that you, was fun. You did three ten-second intros, intros with three different styles. Of yeah, music. one was classical piano, one was hard rock, and the other was dance. Mm-hmm. And I did them all, and I did. I got them the first time. They liked all three of them the first time. Now today, not only is Cinco de Mayo, de Mayo, yeah, it's also the day that Van Halen plays in the Tacoma Dome. And also, oh, what else? Uh, gosh, uh, oh, it's Stripey's birthday. Yes, it's Stripey's my cat, birthday. my beloved cat's birthday. And then, um, but why is it that Jade got a bacon bone today? And Stripey didn't get anything. Stripey got um, locked into Catherine's room by accident. But you know, all day he's been trying to get next to me, which I thought was really weird. How does he know it's his birthday? I don't know. Maybe maybe being close to you was gift enough. I found his treats, though, so he's oh, going to get some did. treats. Yeah, oh, they were good. over by the dishwasher for some reason. Yeah, things get put in random places in our house. So Stripey, congratulations on your seventh birthday. Yeah. Is he seven or eight? I have no idea. Hmm. He has a Facebook page. I thought he's like, I thought he was like five and a half when we took him to the vet last. So. No, no. Are you no. sure he's not six now? Well, let me see. Uh, how do I find him? Stripey more. I wished him a happy birthday today. So, mm-hmm. so 
I should be able to find. So while you're looking for at Stripey's Facebook page. There, Stripey Moyer. If you want to find him, he's Stripey Moyer on, and it's S-T-R-I-P-E-Y Moyer, M-O-Y-E-R. And let me see, his he had his birthday and he was, last year he had a can of cat food with a candle in it. And it was his six-year-old birthday. So today so he's, he's a seven, seven years old okay. today. So there you go. Can you believe I'm celebrating my cat's birthday? With that cat, yes. Oh, yes. He's, he's pretty handsome. Um, yeah. And furry and purry. Yeah, I... I, I like him. I think I I think that you need to go to a cat lovers anonymous group. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> you're obsessed with our cat. I probably really sink my claws into that. <laughs> so we have a couple of fun things coming up. We're hoping after church tomorrow to go to the Avengers movie. Yeah. Now that we have money to go, which is yeah. so nice of Mark. And um, I'm looking forward to worship tomorrow. With you playing the uh, guitar. I, I have like to that. sit down and figure all the songs out. That Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's a little stress for you, but I love it. Um, <sighs> and then Monday, I just found out today that we have a meeting with the coordinator for the art walk. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and somehow you've gotten volunteered to do a lot more things for the art walk. I didn't volunteer for anything more. I, just, I said I got volunteered. No, I didn't. No, I did not. Okay. We're just going to meet and talk about what uh, maybe I can do to help. Uh, yeah. We'll have a booth there coming up on July 28th. And we also are going to, um, well, I'm doing the webpage. It's AberdeenArtWalk.com. You can mm-hmm. check that out. Yeah, if you want to see the web page. And they are doing a little um, 5K run that day. And in the morning. In yeah. the morning. And then we'll have the art And walk. the Midnight Cruisers are going to be there, too, with all their fancy cars. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So everyone pray that the... That was July, 28th July 28th is a dry day. a dry day. Last year it rained half the time. Oh, gosh, yes. It was cold. And yeah. So it'll be Hopefully nice this year it'll be nicer. That's nicer. So that's the exciting things going on around our house. Yeah. Wasn't that exciting? Well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm hoping um, after the the move, church and the movie tomorrow that I'll get to spend some time in my garden and get some things done there. And then tomorrow night, which everyone will hear about this the same time you do. Yeah. I think that one or two of my friends might be coming over what? for a little bit. What are you talking about? Um, my friend Lisa and maybe Sherry too might be coming over for a cup of tea. When is this? Um, tomorrow night at seven. Wow! Thanks a lot for letting <laughs> me know about it. Well, she just asked, "Hey, is it okay if I just stop in for a little bit for a spot of tea?" And and um, so I think yeah. <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> Party at the Moyer's house. Yeah, I guess so. Yes, tea. Woo! Yeah. So, <laughs> we're having a good time here. The only other people that get that excited over a letter in the alphabet are like Grover <laughs> and Cookie Monster on Sesame Street. Brought to you by the letter T. <laughs> no, like English breakfast tea. But it'd be yeah. evening, so I guess it wouldn't be breakfast. Maybe some gray or something. Uh-huh. Or just black and green tea. Uh-huh. That'll be good. All right. Well, that's what's going on around our house. 
quite exciting here at this point. Avengers Gardening Team. No, no, no you're supposed to say Avengers Unite. Avengers Unite. Unite. Uh huh. Stick around, everybody. We'll get into our subject of the day right after these exciting announcements. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. I love Joe's program. It's so cool, and I can't wait. He's going to cover Space Quest coming up and probably some of the Star Trek um, games. It's really cool. But guess what? What? I forgot to say, this past um, this past uh, week was Star Wars Day. How could I forget uh-huh. that? May the 4th May be the 4th be with you. Get May the 4th be with you. Yeah. So I wrote a little song a couple of years ago, and here it is in honor of Star Wars Day. Listen up. It's Star Wars. Do not take it lightly. It is your destiny. Well, a long, long ago, in a place far away, I hope you have a universal party today. May the force be with you, and lights be at your back. May your shields keep you safe from a rebel attack. Happy Star Wars Day. May the force be with you. Yeah, happy Star Wars Day. May the force be with you. Hold your glasses to your side and always shoot first. Pay up, old job, or you might just get hurt. Quit kissing on your sister and pay attention, Luke. That's no space station. Hey, I think I might pimp. Happy Star Wars Day. 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 May the Force be with you. Happy Star Wars Day. May the Force be with you. There you go. Okay. Do you feel um, significantly happy about that? Um. Hmm. I never did get my camera to put the lens on so I could do this, but... Uh. Hey, um, we forgot one thing. and I, I don't know if Andrew will be upset that we share this, but he had a very special honor at work this last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. He got um, he got uh, honored with a big bonus. Yeah, out of, for, uh, out of um, hundreds of people, there were two um, carpenter apprentices that got chosen for this special award, and, yeah. and he was one of them, so that was a big honor. And so I don't leave any of my children out because I talked about Catherine a little bit. 
my other son, Nathan, blessed me last Sunday um, <coughs> with going um, about an hour away with me to pick up some secondhand furniture that is really nice uh-huh. that my mom blessed us with a little bit of money uh-huh. and um, I was able to get a good good deal off Craigslist for a couch and two chairs and they're very comfy I know they're very comfy because you sat down in the ca- in the chair and within five minutes we're taking a nap so that must have meant it's a good chair <laughs> yep so we have um, two tan recliners and a chocolate brown couch now. Chocolate brown cow. Couch. Cow. And the the funny mm. thing is, the funny thing is that um. Boy, this is a leather cow. Probably a year or two ago. Yeah. I um painted the wall in the living room chocolate brown, even though it didn't really have anything to do with any of the colors of our furniture. But I like the color. <laughs> and so now I actually have a couch that goes with our accent wall. As if anybody cares. Well, it's a girl thing. Okay. I, mean, I you, care, but. You get to know because you can't tell the difference between red and brown. So our wall had been Loganberry kind of red. And you then I painted it brown and you can't tell the difference because you're colorblind. But... Um, <sighs> Can we go on with the subject of the day? Can yeah. we have to talk about this? Um, sure. But for all the ladies out there or guys that like decorating, you can now know that I have a chocolate brown wall to go with my, or, or I have a chocolate brown couch to go with my chocolate brown wall. And I have a chocolate brown cow. No, you don't. I do. You do make chocolate brown milk sometimes, though. Chocolate oh, yeah. Milk. Who doesn't? Yes. So the subjects for well, we're into the Sunday Cool series yet once again, and this week we are going to be in the book of Ruth. Why, you ask? Why? Because the book of Ruth is a very un unappreciated book in the Bible. It's only four chapters. Mm-hmm. And in those four chapters, an amazing amount of stuff happens that a lot of people don't have any clue what it's all about. And so, what I thought would be fun is to go back in time a little bit. Gonna go back in time! You know what I'm talking about? Okay, so anyway, we're gonna go back in time about five years. And we're gonna listen to a message that I preached at a church. Now, we don't normally do that this on Take Him With You. And so, if you are unfamiliar with church stuff it's it's still okay because i'm not really super religious when i share a message but it is in a different setting and environment than we usually do on taking with you so um take a listen and don't turn it off just listen and and see what you think i'd like to hear what you think about it and basically what i do is i i take the book of ruth in in by chapter by chapter and i talk about what i see in it and the first time this, this message is called, are you ready for this? Are you a kisser or a Klingon? Uh-huh. And that's the name of the message. So you know it's not going to be too religious. So I thought it would be fun if we played that message and then come back at the end of it, talk a little bit about it, mm-hmm. and then pray for everybody. What do you think? It sounds good. Okay. So everybody, here you go. A message that I, uh, I preached about oh, five years ago or so, just around this time. And it's uh, The Truth in Ruth, Part 1. Are you a kisser 
or a Klingon right here on Take Him With You. Enjoy. Judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. Okay, hold on for just a second. The time period that Ruth takes place in is during the time of Judges. And if you've ever read Judges, you'll know it's an interesting book full of a culture and a society that was very corrupt. There was apostasy, warfare, decline, violence, moral decay, and anarchy. There was a famine not only in the natural, but the spiritual as well. Does it sound familiar? (laughs) Don't we live in such a time? Things, I don't know about you, but all you have to do is turn on the TV, watch the news. Things are out of control. Just put a person in a room with another person, and they're going to fight with each other. Something's going to happen, because we're just not there. And we can't be there without Jesus. It's so strange how our society can actually slip so far that wrong becomes right and right becomes wrong. Have you noticed that? It's like things that we used to say, oh, that's really bad. Now we're like putting them in movies and saying, now that's cool. And our society's embraced it and it's such a weird time. What we're going to see this morning is a woman who bucks the tide who goes against the grain. She actually stands up for what is right in the midst of a crooked and deprived culture. And I believe God is looking for people like Ruth this morning. People that will forsake it all to follow after what is right. Let's jump back into the the Bible. And a certain man of Bethlehem Judah went down to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. Now, I remember his name by doing this. Elimelech, 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 Elimelech. Yeah, I do it like that. I put this in the parentheses. His name means God is my king. The name of his wife was Naomi, and her name meant my delight or pleasant. And the names of his two sons were Malon, which means sick, and Chilion, which means pining. I don't even know how to say this word. I tried it a few times, but I didn't click it on my little little research thing. Anyway, they were Ephrathites? Ephrathites of Bethlehem. Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. So here we have a family that is dwelling in Moab. And Moab actually means of his father. And they're cruising along in life. And then something bad happens. 
You ever been cruising along in life? <laughs> and then something bad happens. Okay, I can just raise all of everything I can. Yes, I have. I don't know if you can relate. Going through life, think everything's great. You're in this right place. Everything's happening. And then all of a sudden, some, all of a sudden something bad happens. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. That's bad. And she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of, of Moab. The name of one was Orpah, which means gazelle or stiff-necked or stubborn. And the name of the other was Ruth, which meant friendship. And they dwelt there about ten years. Uh-oh, then something else bad happens. Malon, sick, and Chilion, pining, also died. <laughs> so the woman survived her two sons and her husband. Now look, everybody goes through tough times, don't they? But oh man, <laughs> poor Naomi. Her husband dies, her kids find wives, everything's cruising along again, and then both of her kids pass away. So here are these ladies, all alone and pretty much desperate in life. Have you ever been at that place? Have you ever been so desperate you didn't know, you really didn't know what you were going to do? Anybody? Boy, I've been there many times. And that's that inside of you, you're all torn up. I remember when I came to Christ, that... That really was the key to me coming to Christ. I got to the end of myself. Who was it that talked last week? Was it you guys that talked last week about hanging on the very end of the rope going, had that dream? And I found that I tried to hang on to everything I had and then I finally just let go. But I let go knowing that Jesus was going to take care of me by faith. I didn't know if he would or not, but I figured he might. (laughs) And I let go. I mean, I remember how desperate I was. I needed Christ. I mean, I was a sorry unit waiting to happen. And yet everybody thought, oh, he's so talented. He's got all these things he can do. He's, he's going to make, a, he's, you know, voted the most likely to be talented in his class. And he's going to do, do all these different things. And I was at the end of my rope. You know, the, the human being can only take so much pressure. And then something either snaps or we medicate it, and, or we fall upon God who delivers us and becomes our comfort. I mean, isn't really that the way it works? I mean, some people either medicate, most of us medicate when we go through a rough time, and by that I mean, you know, you can, I don't know, let's see, you can medicate to feel better like food, <laughs> yeah, alcohol, drugs, relationships, addictions, you name it. At any rate, things got really bad for Naomi and her daughter-in-laws, and they were desperate for some help. Now watch what they do to get some help. They could have medicated, but they chose to do something else. Watch this. Here they go. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in in the country of Moab of, of his father, that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. So you see, what's going on here? 
She hears while she's in Moab, which means the place of his, her father, right? She hears that back over in Bethlehem, something is going on. They have some provision going on there. And what does she need right now? She needs provision. Now, what do you need this morning? Do you need some provision? Do you need God to come through? Just take a listen, because I believe in Bethlehem there is something going on. Now, watch what happens. Therefore, she went out from the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah, which means praised. Oh, this is give me goosebumps when I talk about this. You're going to like this. See, Naomi knew enough not to stay in the place where things weren't working out for her. But how many of us stay in the place where things are not working out for us? I know it'll change. I wish it'll change. I know it will. It's got to. But it doesn't change. Naomi didn't sit there and go, I know, I'm going to be insane and believe that if I do the same things over and over and over, it'll get a different result. How many of us do that? I do. Naomi knew enough to get away from there. Yeah, she was probably used to it, but it took a tragedy to get her to change. Her world got rocked. It got broken up. And all of a sudden now, she was like, I think I need a change. Because I'm not getting anything here. i got to get something. I've got to be able to live. So what does it take for you? What does it take for me? Notice that Naomi knew enough to go back to the place of praise. This is really for us to see this morning. See, when things get rough, head back to praise. Do you know that when you head back to praise, there you will find your provision? You think, you know, we think it's in all these other things, but they don't offer anything, do they? You watch the movie, or you eat the food, or you, or you drink the drink, or you smoke the, you, you know. But it doesn't give you what you need, because you didn't head back to praise. Look at it all begins and ends with Jesus. Praise. Head back to praise. And it really works. We all come to an end of ourselves at times, and we all should. And that's when everything around us is just crazy and not cool. And we're supposed to be desperate. That's why God made us the way he did. And we should always be desperate for God. Inside our hearts, we all want to be right with him. It's made into us. We're not made to be out of sync with him. And isn't it sad that as things get better in our lives, then we, we go away from praise. When we really should be just as tight with God, even in the good times. All right, verse 8. And Naomi said to her daughters-in-law, they're on their way. We're on, we're back on the road to Bethlehem. Right, they're doing their thing. And all of a sudden she turns to him and she says, you know, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you've dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them. And they lifted up their voices and they wept. And they said, oh, to her, surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go, for I'm too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, 
if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait around uh, for them till they're grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me with very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Here's where the, the cost is counted. Naomi tells them she, she understands if they want to go back and find their lives. In fact, she even goes so far as to say, you shouldn't wait around for me. Just go back and get married and have a family. You're young enough. Go. And they get all emotional and things get kind of crazy. They get all worked up. And it reminds me of when Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, you know, after he got done saying, eat my, eat, eat my flesh, drink my blood, and a bunch of people went, what? And he looks at his disciples and says, what, are you going to leave too? They get all worked up. I mean, here's where honesty is going on. Now, I'm going to say something. It might rock a few boats, but here we go. I think a lot of times we aren't honest about what it means to serve Christ. I think we package them up in a little package and say, new, improved Jesus. Yes, and today, if you just say the magic little prayer, you'll get Jesus. Shake him onto your food. You know, don't we do that? Sometimes we do. We package him up and say, if you just take him home with you today, but wait, that's not all. <laughs> and that's not at all what it means to serve Christ. I mean, we, what we do is we preach an I-centered gospel instead of a Jesus-centered one. We make it all sound like Jesus couldn't live without us. <laughs> but guess what? He can. We are not the center of the universe. I didn't put that on your notes, but you can write that down. We are not the center of the universe. And Jesus isn't some hobby that you put on like a t-shirt or a necklace that you put on and dangle from your neck. He really is the Savior. Yes, but he really is the boss or the Lord. And that means it costs something to serve him. And those that truly do serve him, they count the cost and serve him no matter what the cost is. And here it comes. Watch what happens next. Two daughters-in-law with completely different reactions. Verse 14. Then they lifted up their voices and they wept again. Remember now, now Naomi has said, look it, get lost. Go. Go back. And they say, no, no, we'll stick with you. Really, we're there for you. Really, we are. And then, and then she goes, no, really. And she really persuades them. Go back. Get. Go. Let me do my own thing. God's cursed me anyway. Go. Okay. And then they lift up their voices and they wept again. <laughs> and Orpah, I want to say Oprah, but it's not. It's Orpah. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth clung to her. And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Here's the big question this morning. Ready? Are you a kisser or a Klingon? Kapla. That means success and Klingonese. Yeah, there is a language, but I won't get into it this morning. <clears throat> if you ever watch Star Trek, you'll know that the Klingons are a warrior race, and they're, they're this, this, these valiant warriors, about, and they're all about honor and dignity and pride, and they're just, they're cool. 
But you know what? We never, ever hear about Orpah again. You never, ever hear about her talked about ever again. But the whole book is named after Ruth. And isn't that true? Isn't it easy just to give up and go back on things? It's so much easier to go with the flow and seek after our own desire than to give it up all and follow after what is right. Much, much easier. Orpah, or the stubborn one, goes off, and it's interesting to note that Naomi says, Orpah goes back to her people and her gods. And she's even emotional about it. She cries and says her goodbyes, but no one ever knows what happened to her. She's a kisser. And if you read the Bible at all, you'll find that there's a lot of interesting things happen, happen with the word kiss. We Remember that other instance when we saw somebody use a kiss for the wrong reason? Remember Judas, who said, the man I kiss, he's the one you want. And they were in the garden in Matthew 26, and, and they go up and, and Judas walks, Master, hey, Jesus, what's up? Mwah. And he betrays Jesus with a kiss. That word kiss, very interesting. What Orpah did to, to Naomi was she lightly brushed that kiss on her. It's a, it was an, un, an insincere kiss. In other words, yeah, I'm with you to, for what I can get out of it, but I'm out of here now. How easy is it for us to do that little kiss, to be a kisser and not a Klingon. Ruth, on the other hand, means friendship. And she is a Klingon. She's faithful. We all need faithful people in our lives. In fact, you notice what's going on? It's a grief process that's going on here. Naomi has lost everything. And, but you know what? So has Orpah and so has Ruth. And look at how all three of them are dealing with their loss. Interesting, isn't it? Naomi's going back to the place of praise because she knows she needs some help, but she's blaming God for it. Haven't we heard that already? Okay. Orpah, on the other hand, is going, ooh, I don't know if I want to really go with this or not. It sure seems tempting to go back there with my, the gods that I used to serve, and I'd probably find a good-looking hunk over there and have kids. Yeah, that'd be good, you know. So see you later. So she just goes back into what she used to be into. So she doesn't even want to go to the change part. She's going to go back. And Ruth, on the other hand, is very faithful. And she's looking forward to what God has for her. Even to the point of giving up her own hope to be faithful and to do what's right. She grabs a hold of Naomi. She holds tight because it's the right thing to do. She could have just gone and got her new husband, forsake Naomi, and served some other gods. But she wants something more than just the natural. What do you want this morning? Do you want to just go on like it's just, eh, just go into the natural? Or do you want the supernatural? Because that's what Ruth wanted. Ruth said, look, I know if I am faithful to this woman, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to do the right thing. Naomi one more time tries to persuade her to leave, but Ruth responds with words that should echo in our hearts as committed Christians. Are you ready? These are the words she responds with in verse 16. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you 
or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. In other words, Naomi finally quit trying to convince her. Just look at this is the reality. Okay, I know the reality. Shut up. I'm going with you. You're stuck with me. I think we need to be just as determined with Christ. No matter, you know what? You know my faults. You know all the stupid things I knew. You know my tendencies. Hello. But you're stuck with me, Jesus. So just, I got the reality. It takes something to serve you. It takes something to be faithful. Now watch. (laughs) I love this part. Determination and serving God are a must. They go together. Determination and serving God, they are meshed together. Here's Ruth praying the coolest prayer of commitment. See, she really prays one of the best salvation prayers you can pray. She's not going, hi, my name's Rick, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm so happy to meet you, Jesus. Okay, now what does this mean? She got it. She figured it out. Whether, wherever you go, I'm going. Whatever you do, I'm doing. Where, wherever you die, I'm dying. I'm with you. I am committed. I'm stuck to you like glue, like gum on the bottom of your shoe. I'm not going anywhere. And it's going to take an act of God to get me not doing that. That's commitment. I went to Central School over in Hoquiam when I was growing up. We lived out the East Hoquiam Road. I rode the bus to Central School. Yes, my alma mater. And that was back in the 70s. I'm dating myself now. And the 70s, you know, were a really interesting time. And we were experimenting at Central School. And in fifth grade, Mr. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say his name. I, he's still around. Mr. Nostrant, um, he, they did this really cool thing. And they took all the desks out of the room in fifth grade. And they built these, like, cubicle things. And, like, two-story ones. And they put rug carpets in them. And we, it was really different. It was they were trying this new concept of education. And I really dug it. I thought it was really cool. And with that came some really interesting other things, like in the library, our librarian at Central School had, had like animals and stuff, and you could go in there and pet them and play with them and everything. And I just, I'll never forget the day the hubbub went crazy. I mean, you could hear, you heard the scream all throughout the building. I was in sixth grade, I believe a third grader was in the library reading something and started petting the pet gerbil. And the gerbil got excited and agitated, and I call it the gerbil of death. It bit the finger of this third grader, bit down, and wouldn't let go. I mean, ah! it's still alive! And the librarian's panicking, and of course it spreads through a little school like that. Everybody's talking about it, you know. And, and you hear this kid just, ah! they, I hate to say this, but they had to kill the gerbil because it locked its teeth in this little kid's finger. Now that is determination. I mean, I can't imagine being that poor little gerbil. You know, I love animals. You guys know I do. I have a zoo at my house, and I can't even imagine what that poor thing was going through. I mean, I'm not talking about the third grader. (laughs) You know that gerbil didn't wake up going, oh boy, this is going to be a good day to die. Well, it did. 
And then they, the emergency team had to pry the thing off of her finger, and then she had to go get a tetanus shot. Oh, we were all like, oh, man, glad it was her, not us. You know, but wow, gerbil of death. Don't forget that. But I think we need some more gerbil Christians. I do. I think we need to sink our teeth into Jesus and whatever comes, whatever chaos takes place, stay focused. I'm preaching to myself this morning. Bite down. Don't let go no matter what. Oh, this is, now we're coming to the greatest part of it. Verse 19. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that the city was excited because of them. And the women said, is this Naomi? Wow. You know that committed people have a reputation. What kind of reputation do you have? See, people had heard that Naomi and Ruth were coming. They made an impression on the town before they even got there. Something about them made the town excited for them to show up. They'd overcome adversity, and they were coming home to the place of provision. Oh, I don't know about you, but this gets me really excited. (laughs) Now, here is where this is like so me. Not that my name's Naomi, but here we go. Verse 20. But she said to them, here she comes into the town, woo, throw a party, welcome Naomi and Ruth, woohoo, I'm sure they had a band, I don't know, it was fun. And she said to them, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, Mara means bitterness, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? Well, gee whiz, talk about a party pooper. They're all excited to see her. And she goes, you know what, you guys, you got it all wrong. I'm just a bitter old lady. Leave me alone. And it is so easy, ladies and gentlemen, to blame God for our circumstances when we don't see the bigger picture. Aren't you glad you're not God? Do you realize the responsibility you'd have? That's huge. But the the fact is we're not God, and we don't see the bigger picture many times. Naomi is just about to have some amazing things happen in her life. I know, because I read the next three chapters. Things could have never taken place if she'd stayed in the place she had been. In the place of her father. Are you hearing? God used her situation to bring her to a place where she could receive from him. Yet typically, as we do, we're quick to blame God because we don't trust that he really knows what's best for us. Naomi takes on The victim mentality. I've done that. I still do that. I did that this week. Yeah, but God, I did this and I did that and I did this and look what's happening now. What's up with this? You said this and this is... 
Am I the only one that goes through this? And I'm going, what? I, ah! But I don't see the bigger picture like God sees it. I don't know that the reason I went through this situation, the reason that person thought this about me or said this about me, they didn't know this and they didn't know that. And, and the way the whole, God's up there going, okay, I got this all figured out. Just would you relax? Jeez. Shut up. Go to the place of praise. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't want to do that. Ah. So bad that I want to put out everybody's party. Yeah, wow, look at all this cool stuff. Hey, aren't you Rick Moyer? I, I, just this Thursday. I'm at the National Day of Prayer. And this really nice guy comes up, a college student. And he, I'm all worked up over something that's going on. And I'm just all... I'm trying to be nice. You know how you try to be nice? I try to be nice. And I'm attempting it. And, and this kid comes up to me. And man, I just, I say, okay, don't be selfish, Rick. Minister to this guy. Talk to him. Love on him. Pray for him. So I do. I'm obedient. But inside, I'm like. And I, you know, I could have really messed his life up. Here he's thinking, I've got, I'm full of God and doing all these great things. And he just wants to talk to me for a minute. I could have gone, you know what? I have better things to do than talk to you. I don't want to do. I could have done that. What would that have done to him? I could have been like Naomi. Yeah, well, you know, right now, things are not so hot. And you may, you know, don't get all excited about me being in the room because <laughs> look what's going on. But that's not, where we're, that's not what God wanted. <laughs> and this guy writes me a little note. Sends it on the computer and says, Pastor Rick, it was so cool to run into you the other day. You are so inspiring. You so encouraged me. Thanks for serving God. I'm like, Pfft. man, we can miss it sometimes, can't we? I don't want to be a victim anymore. In fact, I'll just say this I think we're all victors, not victims. It's all about how we look at it. And what Naomi doesn't realize is that God has brought her to the place of praise to provide her a new life and a new destiny for her. No longer is she going to live in poverty, but great abundance. And aren't you glad that God doesn't hold it against us, our attitude? Because all of us would be in big trouble, or at least I would. He still blesses Naomi because he knows that she's in the place of grieving and she's got to go through certain steps to get out. She blesses Naomi because, first off, Ruth is with her and he has great mercy upon her. Even when Naomi is blaming him for her bitterness. Now, it wasn't God that caused all those things, but God surely was in taking her through. Verse 22. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Okay, honestly, I read that, that verse and went, huh? What? Huh? Have you ever done that when you're reading the Bible? You read through and you go, well, this all makes sense. Of, what? Useless information wasn't. Wasn't useless. In fact, 
This is the key to it all. You ready? I just love this. The last verse in Ruth, chapter 1. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. It was no accident that the timing of their trip brought them to Bethlehem at the beginning of the harvest. Ah, this is so good. We're going to find out in the next couple of weeks why this had to happen. See, if you're here this morning and you're at a place where you're desperate, one of the coolest themes in the New Testament is all about coming home, returning to your first love, getting right with God. And maybe that's what you need today. I know I do. Would you stand with me this morning? See, here, they came at the beginning of the barley harvest. In other words, the best is yet to come. See, you don't stay grieving forever. Do you understand? Ruth and Naomi aren't going to be, or Naomi's not going to be bitter forever. She's not going to stay at that place anymore because she's right at the place of praise, right at the beginning of being blessed with the harvest. I don't know if you can relate with her this morning, but I can. And if you're at a place where you've been bitter at God for your circumstances, and you're just toughing it out, then you're in the right place today. I have some great words of encouragement and hope for you. You ready? We can make things right with God this morning. Some of us have been a kisser and not a Klingon. And many of us have been blaming God for our circumstances. We've been a victim and not the victor. But we don't know the bigger plan here. Read the Bible for yourself. There, I did it. This morning, could we do something? Could we pray and could we just give him, let's give God our attitude. I think, how many would be willing to give God your attitude this morning? And how many would say, not only will I give you my attitude, Lord, but I trust you for my future. So what did you think? It's, it's different style for me, you know, as far as the preaching is concerned. But what did you think of the content of that message? Did it speak to you at all? Yeah, and, and I always like hearing you preach. Okay, sure. Um, but And I thought your mu- music that you put in there was rather groovy, too. Did you compose that? No. No? Nope. It sounded like great elevator groovy music. Thanks. Um. Yeah, I I've always been fond of the book of Ruth and and on a personal note, it has a special meaning for for me and for our marriage. I know that that this scripture is often used in marriages even though it was about a commitment from for a daughter-in-law to her mother-in-law. Um but I remember reading Ruth one sixteen before when we got married, when we were engaged, and it spoke so much to me about commitment and loyalty that we had it in part of our wedding, both, I think, on the announcements and um, the wedding invitations, and 
and also um, our good friend Tim Butterfield. Yeah. Um, he he um, sang it at our wedding. Yeah. He's a very good. Would you call him a tenor or a baritone tenor? I don't tenor? know. I think yeah. he's a tenor. Um, he's a classical, classically trained um, singer, and he sang it and did a very good job. But just, I think, um, I think it means a lot, and and I think the term Klingon <laughs> is good too because if you ever read the Amplified Bible, that's it, the one you plug into the amplifier. No, but there's this this version of the Bible where they take like all the different meanings of the words and they put them all in the the verse. So if you read John 3.16 in the Amplified Bible, it talks about, instead of just the word believe, it talks about um, clinging to and trusting to Christ. Uh-huh. Trusting in. Trusting in Christ, but it also talks about clinging to. So... There's difference between a mental acknowledgement as far as like, oh, yeah, I believe that chair is there. You used to use this illustration with the teenagers all the time where you put a chair on the stage and you say, do you believe that chair is there? And they would say, yes, we believe that chair is there. And then you'd have someone sit on it. And then you would have someone raise their feet and they put all their weight on that chair. Yeah. And so to me... That that belief that it's talking about in the New Testament, the belief in Christ, is a cling-on <laughs> belief where you're clinging to and trusting in in God and in, in Christ with your whole heart, your whole being. You're trusting Him completely. You're trusting Him completely. And, and Ruth had that cling-on faith where she adopted the faith and belief in the God of her mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she said, where you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Right. And so she, you know, she basic she made this commitment to her mother-in-law um, while the, the other daughter-in-law you know gave her a little kiss and said well have a good life (laughs) and went her own way and and yet you know ruth's ruth's um actions were were a lot more i don't know how would you would call it um faithful and dedicated and um, something we could really strive to do yeah i mean that's how you would like your family to be their backs and to care for one another. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was a good message. And, and next week... Yes. We're going to have part two of that. No, it's not part two. Well, it's part two of The Truth and Ruth, mm-hmm. but it's chapter two we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's entitled Free Refills. Mm. And you'll find out what that means. But uh, we would love to hear what you think about this particular um, message and if it spoke to your heart at all. Um, but let's pray for everybody first before we uh, give them how to get a hold of us. Okay. All right. Father, I thank you for each and every person that's listening to this 
uh, episode of Taking With You. And I pray, God, that if if anything in that message touched someone's heart, that you just begin to work with them and just, you know, clean up our attitudes, Lord, and, and help us, Lord, to see things straight and to see things right so that we can really get all of life that we need to get and that we can bless those people around us. And help us to be faithful Klingons, we pray <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Is that okay to pray that way? Yeah, just, you know, I, how often do you hear people pray to be faithful Klingons? But Well, not in any other podcast <laughs> I've ever heard, but you know. Well, but if you look at, um, look up John 3.16 in the Amplified Version. You can find it, I'm sure, on crosswalk.com or Bible Gateway. Just write in Amplified Bible. Amplified Bible Bible and look up. And then watch your ears because it's really loud. (laughs) Well, I just love how it it phrases John chapter 3, verse 16. It's just very cool to be a a Klingon for Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to go out. Uh, Why don't you tell everybody how to get hold of us? You can get a hold of us at rick at takehimwithyou.com or amy at takehimwithyou.com. This is correct. Or get a hold of us on Facebook. Yes. At facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. This is also true. And if if they want to give to the podcast and help us out, like uh, we've had several people this month help us out and we really appreciate it. Uh, no gift is too small, so I mean, if you can only afford five or ten bucks, that really helps us a lot. Um, I've got the Moyer Multimedia to renew here, actually tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and a few other things that I need to do. Uh, so if you can help us out, we'd really, really appreciate it. All you have to do is uh, our PayPal address is Rick at takehimwithyou.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to our takehimwithyou.com and click the uh, PayPal button and yeah. it'll take you right to it. There's actually a button that says donate. Sign up for our newsletter too. We put out a newsletter every Monday or at least almost every Monday. And uh, you can find that as well at takehimwithyou.com.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give them the spiel. Well, this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. And this is the song called Think Like a Vulcan that I wrote a while back. (laughs) I hope you enjoy it as we close out the program. God bless you. See you, everybody.
Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey Day. day. 
singing. <gasps> Have you never heard this? No. It's uh, Flight of the Concords. <laughs> it's it's a it's a song about after the ro- robots kill all the humans. Okay. And take over the world. Well, and they go. The humans are dead. That's right. They are dead. The humans are dead. I poked this one. It's dead. <laughs> it's good. I gotta make you listen to it. Alrighty then. <laughs> Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity. A rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective, on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. Ah, taking with you with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine, because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. I see you. 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 I see you.
Bigfoot running in so low, jumping on the buildings of high to low. Steve, he's a man, and I wanna be like him. A human cyborg, risking life and limb. A cool astronaut with the secret set of powers, he'll be a life hero. Save the hour. Gonna save the hour. Gonna save the hour. Come on, Pete, let's do it. Are you ready? Come on, come on, let's hit it. Thank <laughs> you.